Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on October 9th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash Chat as we continue our discussion over the lore book, Duress and Egress. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who've signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 and this is the I compare our topic this evening to my wife very often, and she's okay with it. Green-eyed music lover. Yes, that is my name. You're fine. They know who I am at this point. They know That's I never actually said my name. And we also have Organ with us. Hey, I think. Okay, it's she's still Oregon. there. The the I haven't the, been fired yet. The lady, the lady with the eyes uh, over the there. The lady with the scary eyes. <laughs> the audio listeners are Super so confused. Evil eyes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the live stream's confused too if they didn't actually see that that or like hear that part of the conversation because Orca doesn't have cam on for the live stream either, but she did post something to Twitter. Guys, if you are listening to this in the far flung past, go look at. Twitter, future future well, i don't <laughs> guys what is time unless you're the merchant and the alchemist <laughs> what is time when how is time okay what does time taste like strawberries no yeah surely not the middle of the galaxy smells like strawberries so i don't know why it wouldn't taste like strawberry <laughs> green's face is so full of doubts right now <laughs> But it has the same... It tastes of the sea. It tastes of the sea. Okay, Vero, I'm going to go with it tastes of the sea in disappointment. <laughs> disappointment. Go back to the 9th and of October tuna. around, like, what would you say, like 9.15, 9.30 at night? Yeah, yeah Pacific. Yeah, Pacific. Um, look at, at Hey It's Orchid on Twitter, and I, I left a gift. I left a gift. <laughs> giftable oh man Raven so, says, let me get my TARDIS yeah. <laughs> so real quick just a couple quick announcements um, just a reminder you know we want to hear your thoughts on the Lore Network website, uh, just the same as the last episode. Lore Network site, let us know how uh, we can make it a little bit easier for you, if there's anything that we don't have that you would like there for like, resources or anything like that um and then also just a reminder if you like what you hear you know leave us a rating and a review over on itunes um not just us but also the destiny lore audio file which is green's project that basically translates all of what we're going to be actually talking about tonight into basically an audiobook format um i don't Green, do you guys have Duress and Egress? I know you're working on Mara mm-hmm. Cinna right yeah. now, right? 
Duress and Egress actually comes out in a couple of weeks. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out around the same time. Okay, cool. Because it comes out before the end of October. Awesome, awesome. All right, so that is my two big announcements that I kind of have made myself a note to say every single time. So um, last, the or the intro session, we spent talking about Asher's character. This, uh, this session is going to be a crushing session over the character of Sloane. Um, a, crushing a crushing session? A crushing session. I believe Chad... I mean, I crush on her yeah, so hard. I believe Chad has said, I'm sure Sloane has a line of suitors courting her, every class, race, and gender. I mean, I've been with people in my fire team who specifically try to jump down behind her just to, like, get a look. She's got the best butt in the entire game, <laughs> guys. I'm not legendary. like they're. She's just she's sexy, built, guys. Yeah, like I have a thing for my thighs wife. Looks like, like that, thighs, guys. Man, just it's like, pretty awesome. No. This went left. <laughs> it went very right, though. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we are definitely in the second part of this podcast. <laughs> it is late, which means it's slightly FFC after dark. It is dark outside. Mm-hmm. Go us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that all being said, do you want to just dive into it? <laughs> yeah, blue, read, Sloan, overseer. So Sloan, overseer. This is the first entry. So, so I guess real quick, same same kind of concept. We're going to look at just Sloan's story. Uh, because it's a little bit easier to track through this particular book if you stay with the same character through the three entries. Each each character, there are four basically mini stories within the book. Uh, the two that we are discussing this week are Asher and Sloane, and then next week will be um, Anna and Vance. So just kind of a guide of like what you're going to be kind of getting. This episode will be Sloane's story. <clears throat> so that all being said, uh, this is the first entry. Uh, so it's Sloan Overseer. Deputy Commander Sloan watched the overloaded Vanguard skiff dip close to the waves. Watch it, she barked into the communicator, the craft and the craft straightened out. That's liquid methane down there, and if you don't if it don't kill you, the Leviathan will. Come on, ain't no Leviathan, said the pilot, his voice crackling. He was some boy from the city who couldn't have been more than seventeen years old. And if that's methane, how come you ain't you don't even have a helmet on? Sloan grinned. She wasn't used to backtalk. Because I moisturized, short-timer, Sloan said, and squelched the calms. A falling catch screamed overhead, and Sloan was on the catwalk outside the rig in a flash. She bellowed at the men working on the deck to cover gear off the cargo as she drew her scout rifle and dropped to a knee. Their first few dregs were dead before they hit the ground, but the winds whipping off the seas sent her next shot wild. She figured the landing party would go for the cargo shuttle over her men, so she spun to take a sightline toward the craft, but the things were charging for the supplies instead. She cursed and leapt over the railing, landing like a crash of lightning. Her earpiece sprang to life. Sirens watch. This is, a su- this is supply craft Vienna Stinger looking for a place to put down. Landing pad 5, south side, she shouted over the crack of her rifle. Offload what you brought, and I'll have a supply team swing by in a minute. She plugged two more dregs, and the catch's engines changed from a roar to a whine. A half-hearted volley of wire rifle fire splattered the landing pad from the catch as it blasted away. Sloane called out to her team. No fatalities, nothing taken but two crates of fresh supplies. 
She ordered the team to the next landing pad and began climbing the long stairs back to her perch. They hadn't hit while they were loading the Golden Age technology for shipment back to the city. They were after the supplies. They were leaving. She looked up at the pyramid in the sky and frowned. The door to her office closed and sealed with a hiss. A soft blue light on the panel promised that the seal was airtight. Sloane walked across the room to watch the seas through the open hole blown in the side of her rig. So, a few things in this card. Sloane knows about the Leviathan, which I find cute. Sloane doesn't take any sort of lip from short timers. I moisturize! <laughs> yeah! Why Sloane can stand being on a methane-based, liquid methane-based mm-hmm. moon and not have really dry skin. Mm-hmm. She's got a great skin care. I just love the fact, plan, speaking guys. of that, I love the fact that the door to her office is like, yeah, the seal's airtight. She walks across the room and there's a giant hole in the side of the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because, you know, mm-hmm. the seal, gotta make sure that's airtight. <laughs> yeah. She's, she wants that ocean's front breeze, guys. She paid a lot of money for that. She does have a very good uh, sense of humor. It's a very dry sense of humor. And I think a yeah. lot of the... I, you can call her a leader in, um, in, I guess, in the Guardians, because she is, you know, I guess the leader of Titan, so to speak, the commander of Titan. And she mm-hmm. she leads with humor, I guess. Her very dry sense of humor. Because <laughs> I mean, a she, lot of Guardians have kind of lost that over time. Or they just get gallows humor. Yeah, they do. Sloane definitely has... She has her limits with humor, mm-hmm. though. And you'll kind of see that once we get the next one that you're getting ready to read here pretty soon. Because she's not taking her any lip from Amanda coming up. I love Amanda. Um, there is one thing I do want to kind of call out here. Because I just had her a voice line on titan when i was running some patrols she made a comment about how every time she sends a crew out she always loses at least one person and so that kind of put more weight here to for me at least when i was reading when she right she reached out and was like who like basically she called out to her team and no fatalities so that kind of puts more weight on that particular thing because I, because again, that dialogue line, she she made a comment about how every time she sends a crew out onto the rig or into into the rig, she loses someone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that that kind of stood out to me. Rereading that after that dialogue, I had I, I found that interesting. That's interesting. I never caught that voice line. I I, I know that I the other thing that I found interesting. Yeah, I literally have never either. And then I was just like it was one of those things I was playing, and I just it it was something that was in the back of my headset and i was like what hang on and then i was reading this right now and it was like oh Mm -hmm. okay that's that's got that puts that in a different like a little bit of a different light she does call out the fact that the fallen are not stealing they're stealing supplies to leave they're not stealing the golden age tech which is what they were on titan initially to do because titan was rich with it but now they're just trying to get the supplies so they can survive Anything else from this one, Jay, before we go for oh, a quick ad break? Chat, chat and I are talking about her rage quitting over the thiefy thieves. And like, I how, love oh, that I know. It's, it's like one of my favorite adventures. And it's like, even Zavala's like, uh, let's give, let's give her some space. Like, <laughs> she's like, let's not talk about that right now. Asher says inconceivable. 
or impossible. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it is. Asher feels comfortable saying these things because he knows I am not on IO. <laughs> because he's on IO and, and I'm not. not. Uh-huh. Gotta love Ikora. Um, okay, so but, yeah, uh, another thing Neo is mentioning that Sloan was in command of our past forces uh, on the Dreadnought. Uh, so yes. I don't know if it was the Dreadnought that she was in control of, but she was in control of post um, the Rise of Iron cleaning out of the Fallen. Sloan was a big part of that that uh, endeavor, as was Marcus Wren, actually. Um, he, she was one of the ones that was helping command the forces that were but that were circling around and cleaning up that that mess. I like how Sloan still is working on things, and Marcus Wren can be seen racing up and down the side of the wall <laughs> by the by, by the, the tower. <laughs> I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> as long as Dee Dee doesn't write another <laughs> another musical, another play, or. Another play. <laughs> Priorities, according to chat. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do an ad break before we get too far. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Do I have to do every one of the ad breaks and we're back? I mean, you don't, but you just do it so well. You do. You were doing a dance and everything. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Why would I? Why would I take? I I I've been told by multiple people that I should delegate more, and so when I find something that someone's really skilled at. What's the matter, Green? Your finger looks a little twitchy right there. I think there's a cream for that. So, Wavebreaker. Oh, Mirus is a flippable. No, it's a flippable. God. I'm going to read this card now, guys. Now that we've gotten. Anyways. Wavebreaker. Deputy Commander Sloan was in a foul mood, and Amanda Holiday, bless her heart, had no idea. Titan's waves <laughs> crashed relentlessly against the massive support struts of Siren's Watch. Were things different, a crew would be down there right now, swinging between the mammoth legs, working to repair and stabilize. But things weren't different. You can throw together a box girder and reinforce it, no problem, Amanda said. You can. I can't, said Sloan. While she had built a few walls, Amanda had an enviable engineering background to fall back on, though it seemed she wasn't much of a teacher. Amanda's hologram slurped a ramen. How long do you need it to last for? Long enough to get it out of my mind, said Sloane. Since it started wobbling, I haven't even had time to worry about the pyramid. Small favors, chirped Amanda. Sloane ran a hand through her coarse hair. Come on, Amanda groaned. You're sitting on a mess of Golden Age technology on Titan. There's got to be an engram with a bridge inside it. Sloane stared flatly. That might actually be true. 
But Sloane didn't have time to hunt for lost technologies. Make a wave breaker then! Tetrapods bolted against the strut, or better yet, something out in the sea to break the wave early. If you can't take it when it hits you, you go out and hit it before it gets started, like this! Amanda leaned forward and did something in a ramen bowl that Sloane obviously couldn't see. You're not looking, Amanda said, and tilted her bowl forward just enough to spill broth all over her desk. She cried out with laughter. I'm hanging up now, said Sloane. After a cheery wave at Amanda's melodramatic pout, she did. The hologram faded out, leaving Sloane in the dark. She stayed there for a long time. So what I'm hearing is that I'm Sloane and you're Amanda. Because <laughs> there's just that lovable, like, there's the happy-go-lucky Amanda. And then Sloane is, like, she's being stern and, like, wanting to get stuff done. I'm just... But she's still enjoying Amanda's company. Uh. Yeah... Uh, just like this <laughs> just like this I just I can see a, Amanda like sitting cross-legged on the yeah, floor <laughs> anime style with chopsticks and I was totally picturing her like sitting on her desk like holding a phone in one hand with like a bowl like perched on her knee just kind of like shoveling like noodles in her like mm-hmm. hand going oh yeah like this like plop, like noodles go everywhere <laughs> bowl on the floor like oh oops just find yeah. a bridge in an engram that's where we keep them engram bridges it's fine you know, get that's so many actually... blues put them together into a bridge no kidding that actually is something kind of interesting here that she calls out that there must be an engram with a bridge in it somewhere i thought that was like i missed that the first time i read this card um, yeah because that boggles the mind i mean i know like, in the back of my head that you can put anything into an engram, mm-hmm. technically, because it's just data. But, yeah. The other thing with that is that a bridge would be such a simple item that it wouldn't need to be decrypted by a cryptarch or anything like that, that mm-hmm. Argos could handle it. Mm-hmm. What else? It does call out that Sloan has built walls, like a good, any good titan. Mm, yes. Was it Sloan? What, okay, so that's what I was going to say, too. Was that talking about Sloan having built the walls, or was it saying that Amanda's built walls? Mm-mm. Sloan has built walls, because um, Sloan... Okay, while she had built a few. Okay, okay. Yeah. She was just comparing herself right, to right. Amanda having inviolable engineering background to fall upon, or fall back on, because Amanda was building things at the age of six out on the road. <laughs> yeah, I want uh, you know, to be prodigy. <laughs> yeah just, just throw a tetrapod at it right well we all- well she wasn't doing anything that intense she was making christmas lights on the road well, we all know that the titans become it, it, like yeah. the things that hold the walls up at the bottom because that's what their bodies just pile up and pile up and pile up yes <laughs> call back to the last destined quarterly lore review of february <laughs> problem i have with that though is that their bodies would dematerialize because the ghost do they though like all the do they that 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 also went into another conversation we had on the quarterly lore review (laughs) do the the bodies dematerialize (laughs) (laughs) also yeah the The point of clarification there the titans that are being buried under the walls don't have ghosts yeah 
So then you just have, you know, I would, the Venice problem settling. Uh, the walls settling. Orchid, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving you that look. I'm giving Orchid's message in chat that look cuz I don't even know how I to also, respond to I that. I just I can't help but see like I know you guys were talking about like Amanda like like your mental picture. Like all I can see is Edward from Cowboy Bebop. Like that is who I can now see Amanda as eating her I rocket noodles. Cowboy Bebop. I take your word for it. Oh my gosh, there's so many things I have to show you. I know. That's why we're going to do this new podcast that we're Blue and I have actually just started recording called Resist This. Yay. Listen to it sometime soon because it's going to replace one of these podcasts <laughs> when we run out of content to actually put out there because or when Yay. we decide to take a holiday. This is true. Holiday. So, yes, correct. Look for Resist This. Uh, Rose is saying, yeah, Mexico City is also similar. Similar foundational construction. Yeah, it's synchronous. Don't use Beow! bodies. Or, I mean, if you if you do, just find an easy way to to be able to supplement it with additional material. How about we just not build in places that are like lakes, sinking lakes, swamps, <laughs> things like that. I'll let you tell the Venetians that that was a bad idea. One <laughs> <What>? orchid. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the tetrapods. <laughs> yeah. Tetrapod, an object or a structure with four feet, legs, or supports. So, an AT-AT? Mm-hmm. I was totally thinking. Mm-hmm. Are those creepy, like, robot doggos? Yeah, those guys, too. The The problem that Sloan is having is that one of them is weakened because of the waves getting so so much worse, I guess, right now. because Is it the waves are getting worse because of the pyramid being there? Mm-hmm. Or is just the weather being so crazy- um, I think I kind of took it that the pyramid was affecting the gravitational things and kind of just making stuff. Just, but I messy mean, also, right now. also, I don't know necessarily I, if it's something that is getting worse or it's just wear and tear. It could be <clears throat> because I mean, I mean, the, if you look at that structure, <laughs> it's kind of not in the right. best condition. And we've seen structures on Titan take some pretty big hits. The fact that she needs to build a wave breaker is. I mean, that's a very easy concept. You see wave breakers all the time out anywhere near the ocean because you don't want the land to deteriorate. We even have them here in Colorado just on a smaller scale. Man, Black Flag's about to get banned from chat for <laughs> making not pronounce trying it to get that me to way. say it at no! it instead of at 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 God. The, ah! You mean at at it's the most painful video to watch. So when we're talking about the ad, and like that's not. Mm. Did you see Blues like nod of approval in the fact that I called it an ATAT mm-hmm. initially? Mm-hmm. Like, he actually, I, like, I yes. did. He did this little like. Mm-hmm. Continue. Mm-hmm. You are acceptable. Your nerd card is not revoked <laughs> yes. today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the only other thing I wanted to talk about, we did kind of mention jokingly about the fact that there's an engram possibly on titan with a bridge in it the fact that there's so much golden age technology on titan itself that they've been harvesting as not just guardians but also the fallen we're going to see one of the things that was found as far as golden age stuff in Riastrad. which let's do that one and we can start to give final thoughts on sloan's exit 
Doom, 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 doom. After she watched the Guardian ship roar off Titan for the last time, Deputy Sloane went into her office and put on the Golden Age technology she had claimed from the Hive. The heavy power source hung from her shoulders like a bandolier. She draped it across her neck and stepped into the suit, vast and clumsy. As she bowed her head into the gray hood, a view screen appeared before her. She did not understand the language, not yet, but chose the green option. With a hiss, the suit conformed to her shape. It was heavy, but she had full range of movement. She focused on her arm, concentrated, and the material scabbed into a thick armored plates. Well, that was something. She tried to form arc energy, but the suit blocked her light. Or perhaps she would have to learn how to flex her light through the suit. She selected another option with her eyes and selected again to confirm. There was no pain as she felt the suit snake a cold tube through her side and coil somewhere near her stomach. That answered a few of her questions. Sloane lurched outside. There was a storm, like Titan was trying to drive off the invader that sat lazily in its sky. She walked into the gale and the rain beaded on her second skin. Each step was easier than the last as she, as the suit adjusted to her gait. A symbol flashed, and a hive thrall charged her. She gripped it by its neck and arm before tearing it apart. It was so easy. She laughed then, and the suit interpreted it as, as a battle cry and amplified it, broadcasting it. The sound echoed off the discarded shipping containers on the rainy landing pads, echoed through Siren's watch, and up toward the pyramid. Lightning flashed in the sky, and the storm raged on. Green's just happy that Sloan chose the green option. I mean, that's what you do when you, like, see terms in service, right? <laughs> you just go to the green option? Exactly. <laughs> Orchid, <laughs> yes. Yep. That's what I would do. Oh, good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I, uh, this suit kind of made me really interesting. I brought this up with Blue the other day because my, my brain, of she course, She immediately always... regretted bringing this up because yeah. of one of the things I pointed out. Gross. The colostomy? <laughs> is it a colostomy bag? bag? Colostomy Ew. Yeah. Gross. But, um, yeah, that was where I... I a little bit... A little, a little bit of throw up in my mouth there. Um... You put the note, like, as, like, a comment in our show notes, ew. and you just put colostomy bag ew. <laughs> like, that's what she wrote. She just wrote ew. I just remember that conversation. She's like, I'm, what is this? And I'm like, you mean, like, a colostomy bag? No. <laughs> the response was just like, she's like, why? Fun fact, though, I have a cousin who had a very, very serious... Um, heart problem Mm -hmm. like that she was born with and she had a feeding tube that went into her stomach yeah so that's a a, another reason for that though i do think the because i've had i've had uh family well not family but really close friends or family who had a similar similar thing but then they also had um a colostomy bag like they i mean it was and they're able to walk around and everything i mean tech medical technology is beyond fascinating guys like especially in today's world like it's just the the stuff mm-hmm. that we can get that we can make our bodies survive with is just fascinating but yeah it's like okay so for those who don't know what a colostomy bag is 
in really PG terms, it's a it's basically something that allows you to excrete processed foods if your body is not able to for a, a host of reasons. Uh, sometimes it's surgery, sometimes it's injuries. Um, there's a lot of legit reasons why you need one. Um, but in this case, what happens is there's a there's a part when in, in what Green just read where there's a tube that snakes into Sloane's side. So it actually pierces her side and then it coils up somewhere near her stomach. So my and when I was reading that, I was like, oh, that makes sense, because if these are if these are like exosuits, like not not an exosuit like a like what we are thinking of in destiny but like a an exo suit uh that like dock workers and all these people who are moving heavy things have they're going to be in they're going to be in harsh environments uh the best way i could think of the best example would be something like i don't know if any of any of you have seen titan ae uh it's an old animated uh movie but there's a they all have exosuits when they're working on uh the outside of ships and that's kind of the thing is like they are going to be in these suits for extended periods of time and you know humans have needs <laughs> to to process foods so this would make sense if this would bypass that and give them more time within that suit something i find interesting is that language written language is different now this is a a soft confirmation that Sloane does not understand the symbols and the language used in this suit in the heads up display that is on there. Well, and, and I there there's there's a potential reason for that too cuz she acquired the suit from the hive. Right, but the hive did not create the suit that the suit, from my understanding, is more of what you said, the dock worker type yeah, suit, that's true, right? Like, it, yeah, no, it was I, used to help yeah. with freight, it, I, I which forgot meant it, it was a golden out. age yep. tech. Yeah, it, and it calls that out. It does call that out. I'm sorry. Yes, that's true. It's just that she had gotten the engram itself from the hive or the, the technology from the hive, which means that this information or this technology, the language that was used in it specifically, is not the same language that Sloan... And very likely, since Sloane reads the same stuff that we do, we're probably, in at least compared to Titan's language, we do not speak the same, or do not read the same, at least. Yeah, Neo's saying, you know, they've forgotten German. In the city, there's a call out that... I kind of agree with Black Flag. When I read through this the first time, my brain immediately went to... Milner. Like, Milner armor. Spartan armor. I mean... I don't think that's necessarily what it is because yeah. we don't have any military thing on Titan. It's the peaceful thing. That's that's my counter argument to that being like I understand like what you, and then your counterpoint to that was like why did the suit interpret as a battle cry then? Like mm-hmm. and it because the suit like if it interprets it as a battle cry, it would need the programming to understand what a battle cry was, which would imply that the suit has battle programming in it. But then I go, and mm-hmm. I would, I still go back to, but we know that the Pacific Arcology was a group of pacifists because of the whole um, last days of Kraken Mare. Like when the Exos landed with Rasputin, they were the ones that brought weapons with them. Now that being said, this suit could have been part of that, could have been part of that detachment, um, which that's interesting because if that's man, that that has a few other things. Yeah. I don't know if there's much else on here. Did you? Um, either any comments on Sloane's transition out? Uh, Dancing is also saying 
he sees a similarity between this and Mara's suit on the Yang Liwei. Um, yes. Yeah. The only thing that I have mm. to challenge that is Mara's suit was able to be retracted completely. And this seems to be a more armored version of that. Now that also, this is a little bit harsher environment. It's, well, it's a, it's a more aggressive environment than the vacuum of space. Like the vacuum of space is nothing, whereas Titan actually has something that will injure you if you're exposed to it. So that might be part of the reason why the technology is a little bit different there. Hmm. I mean, the technology is similar, so I would Correct, say that yeah. it could it just it could have been made by the same. We don't know, right? I mean, the Pacific Arcology has ties to Clovis Bray, as does everything mm. in this universe. It seems like. I wouldn't be surprised if Clovis Bray had a hand in a lot of the materials that are being used. Yeah, they had their fingers in a lot of pots. Well, and that's dancing is saying his point is that we don't know which colony Mara's family is from, and both New Pacific and Yang Luei wanted to achieve life independent from the Traveler and Mm -hmm. independent from Clovis Bray. So that that that, that's a fair connection there. Actually, I I can see that connection being there. Interesting. I don't think there's anything else I have on this one, really. Either. Um, the, oh, oh I got one. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. The suit... Oh, oh, oh. The suit blocking her light. I found that actually kind of interesting, that the suit had... That it had a light-blocking capability, even if it was from the in- inside out. Why would that need to be a thing? Shielding? Not, maybe not blocking, but shielding? Or what? maybe shielding from the darkness so it doesn't her coming but the golden age i don't know blue i didn't read it as much as so like i didn't read it that way i read it as it's like if you're um so like i do some stuff with like blacksmithing and like metalwork and if you have like whenever we get new gloves you know you have to break in your gloves because your gloves will be really sure. stiff so, like, I kind of took right. it as she's so used to being in fights without armor, like, well, not without armor, but without this level of armor. And so she's used to exuding her light just that particular way. So now that she has a different set of armor on, she just has to because she, she even calls that out. She says perhaps she would have to learn right. how to flex her light differently, basically. Right, right. Which is a possibility, but it never is said whether or not she can just at the at the moment of Sloane trying this for the first time. She can't actually push her light through yet. She's doing actual physical things like she grabs mm-hmm. the thrall by the neck and destroys it that way instead of punching it like you would normally and having the electrical shock come out right. of her hand. I guess my my mind, the way I read it was like, it's like if I went to pick up something with my bare hand. And then I went and I put on a welding glove and I tried to pick up something. You know, it's my hand is not going to be as dexter- dexterous as who sure. is without the glove. And so it's not that it's not that you can't do it. You just have to figure out like that muscle memory. Your muscle memory is only, you know, what it's used to. And, and so this is something that she's never done. And that's where that's where I was reading it. Um, sure. I understand what you're saying. It's just. We don't have proof of it either direction right now, whether or not it is actual muffling of the light or if it's just a she needs to practice. Well, and then, yeah, and Black Flag also mentioned the plasteel armor that she's wearing is actually already kind of like attuned to light as well. So like 
it could be also a matter of the the armor is just not attuned necessarily it's it could be something as simple as hey this armor you know this armor is made by guardians and so they they kind of like unconsciously even infuse the light into it that makes it more easy to to channel whereas this was made by people before light even was a thing you know or before light from the guardians were a thing um and so there's like that just like it's kind of that whole this isn't really it's like a cold thing instead of something that's already been warmed up and ready oh okay yeah and so that's where the other uh dancing saying this could also be a narrative narrativization of power levels um because you have to practice to use the light through our armor in general so like as you grow in power you become more familiar with your armor because i think the only other time that we see something blocking light is with the hints that we got from drifter right from the the beyond the edge with the um mm-hmm. the the containment pods or whatever the because those were the banks right. right that he designed into banks he got the inspiration for the banks from it and they were containing creatures well as far as we know and kind of can guess they were creatures of darkness correct I don't think it's actually ever called, called out, out okay. as creatures of dark darkness, but creatures unlike anything he's ever seen. And were those? Am I remember? And this is just because I haven't, I didn't read this before. But were those creatures able to neutralize light? Wasn't that part of the problem with them? I th- I think so, but it's it's been a while since I've read that card too, Jay. Because that's the only time that I can think of. I'm just trying to think if that was a if that would be a technology that would also depends on where that was but yeah okay so yeah do we have any final thoughts on this on this lady besides she has the most incredible posterior of all the titans i'm a big fan of the thighs me too right they're totally on point she must use a band when she works out shapely mm-hmm. super shapely activates those glutes best way to Gotta do activate it activate those glutes blue no, I I think that you guys have nailed it. I think that, you know, I think in in this sense it's another case of us seeing a character that has become normalized in our eyes as kind of being a reminder of, hey no, these are very powerful guardians in and of themselves or very powerful figures in and of themselves. I think the thing with Sloane's story in particular is she would never had the stigma against her necessarily she was always a strong character so there's not as right. big of a transformation to see mm-hmm. from a writer's perspective i would i would agree with that and but, and sloan has also had i think a lot more exposure i think to the, the community because sloan has been around in the lore at least s- since like well into d1 like we've had sloan ever since like what was it was it right before rise of iron that we got sloan introduced to us i mean it was she was only on lore though right that's what, but cards. i mean but she was she was input as like the the set like not the second in command but like pretty high up there in command of the titans so she's always been kind of she yeah, i think yeah kind of what you were saying she's she came always in at been the same of age of triumph powerful figures she was an age of triumph i don't know if she was called out before that okay yeah because she's in fallen six but, yeah. Same time that uh, Asher got introduced. Mm-hmm. But and Asher's introduction was him, be- <laughs> him being unconscious. Mm-hmm. I think 
Do we have any shout outs to do or final final call outs um, really, before we wrap really up? Really just the, the standard, you know, let us know about the lorenetwork.com, the website. Let us know if there's anything we can do to make it a better resource to you guys. And then also um, be sure to give us a, uh, a rating and review either on Podbean or wherever you listen to us. Uh, if you have the mo- if you have the time, please like iTunes is definitely the best for as for most podcasts. That's where a lot of stuff gets pulled from, um, and that's not just for us. That's for really any of the podcasts within the Lore Network, but also especially Destiny Lore Audiophile, uh, which is Green's project that she does, where she takes all the stuff that we basically talked about tonight and she makes it into an audiobook, which is it's super super helpful for those who don't have time to to go and dig up the the actual text also um just be good to each other right now we are in a interesting and hyper stressful season for those of you listeners who are in the u.s please be nice and kind to each other you don't have to agree on everything just uh you have to get along enough to not go to jail so please don't go to jail Let's not do jail guys yep no jail <laughs> yep <laughs> no jail. be kind to each other that's yeah. be kind be kind to him. yeah no jail. That's the the low bar that we're setting this. Yep. <laughs> Don't go to jail. Yep. <laughs> With that being said, I want to thank you for your time. And until next time, remember, don't go to jail. With wisdom, we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast. And let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.